Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Jason Dedeker, you know the first question I'm going to ask. How close are we to Hot Christ Summer? (laughs) Ever closer. Creeping ever closer. We're at a countdown. We're practically at a countdown at this point. We're, what, T-minus four episodes, including today? So, including today is four episodes. Three more after this week. Okay. It's happening. Hot Christ Summer. Hot Christ. That means summer. we're less than a month away from finishing this so part excited. of the And it's actually going to be the summertime. Oh my God, Hot Christ Summer. Oh, so excited. Friend. Let me tell you, today was the first sunny day in Seattle ever around. and <laughs> Ever in the history of Seattle. Everyone is feeling it. I was out and about today and I think Seattle people are way too excited. Like people were in their most colorful summer dresses. Mm, yeah. it, and it's Beautiful. really not summer weather. It's not appropriate. It's still freaking freezing outside, but it was sunny. You know, in their body suits and their little wow. strappy skirts and... As you can see, both Jason and I are in our, our like our yeah, white like summery, <laughs> summery, summery yeah. fun resort wear yeah. kind of life. Like everyone's just so ready for it to be sunny. This weekend it's gonna get up to 75 yep. in Seattle. My God. Yeah, I, I know you said that. That's yeah. pretty incredible. That's really lovely. But then the unfortunate thing in Seattle is then every single park is just rammed because everyone's like, oh my God, get the sunshine mm. while it's here. And then they scare the sun yeah. away and then it's gonna be cloudy again next week. Heck yes. I love it. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so excited about Hot Christ Summer. It's coming up. I used that today on Instagram and I was like, uh-oh, is this like super, super blasphemous of me? Uh, yeah. I guess yes. Mm, only a little bit blasphemous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, depending on how people feel about the hotness of Jesus mm. and how okay they are with him having a swimmer's bod, uh, you know, that's... <laughs> It's all a big question. So for some people could be upset by that. I feel like some people though are like, yes, like we're we're bringing the young people into the fold by by saying that Christ was this like hot guy that they need to listen to. Oh, I or see. Something. Yeah, That's it's kind fun. of funny. That our, makes sense. Okay. Our Apple Podcast reviews are of a <laughs> very different ilks. Either yeah. people are like super excited. Like they are, they are religious in some way and they are super excited that we're doing hot, fresh, new takes for mm-hmm. Hot Christ Summer or they're yeah. religious mm-hmm. and they're really not happy with what we've been doing for the past five years or five however years. long it is. But there what can you, you do? You can't win them all. No, I suppose you can't. I have not even looked mm-hmm. at our iTunes reviews in a while. Oh, so I don't even know. There's a lot of speculations about where we're going to end up afterwards. Where we're going to end up? Like what we're... Like, like in hell or not? Oh, yes. I mean, yes. definitely. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, or are we like all of a sudden I'm going to become like this devout Christian or something? Is that what they mean? Um, it's not no, no, mostly just people are just not, people are just not happy that, uh, that we find the Bible funny sometimes. <laughs> but it is. Well, and it's also horrifying at other times. It's uh-huh. kind of like between yeah. the two. So yeah. I don't know. Have you ever been like, are you like, yeah, this is real poignant. Maybe that will happen. I think maybe in the next section. Five percent of the time on this show, of my time on this show, mm-hmm. is finding moments that, that do feel poignant, right? Or okay. sentiments that I do mm-hmm. agree with, or I'm like, wow, this is some real wisdom, or wow, I can see how this really could get you through troubled times or dark times. Sure. Wow, it is really inspiring to think about the journey of the Hebrews and all they've been through. You know, yeah, like five percent of the time, I yeah. think I connect to that. The rest of the time, it's like either crying, laughing, cowering, <laughs> vomiting, any number of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. It's funny. I don't, I think that this show has definitely not made me any more Christian, but has made me a little bit more Jewish, I think, actually. Just oh. from like a <laughs> getting some history and like a little more context for it. So it's not all just. Like, oh, I don't understand any of this. But it's like, okay, yeah. I get the stories. I see the the history here and kind of what what they're 
what these holidays are about and what these things are about. So that to me was a surprising outcome I did not expect. That's true. From reading this book. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Maybe that's going to be the irony is we're all going to convert to Judaism at the end of this. Oh, there you go. Oh, that would maybe, be fun, yeah. Like maybe the irony is once we finally meet Jesus Christ, we are like, mm, you're not all that you were cracked up to be, actually. Yeah. Maybe the Jews, Gosh, the Jews right. have it right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Alrighty, what uh, happened last time? I'm trying to remember. I think that it wasn't there a good a good guy. He, there he was were good. many. He did well in the many, right, or he did right in the mm-hmm. eyes of God, perhaps. Maybe there were many Azariahs. Mm-hmm. We had a multiple Azariahs. Some were good and yes. some were bad. Yeah, we did have. Yeah, who was it that was? Because we had a good king two episodes ago, and then his son was like kind of good, I okay. think. So we've had some kind of maybe some middling good. Kings. That's who good. Appreciate Generally, that. it's like they get rid of some of the sex and religion shrines, and Yahweh likes that, but then they don't get rid of all of them or something, mm. and then Yahweh doesn't like them anymore. So there's been a little back and forth for sure. I do wonder if Kings really parallels this in terms of we talk about every single king that is in Kings, or if some are skipped over in Kings and more mm. heavily discussed mm. in this book. I can't say that I remember every single king. In Kings. Yeah, we have yet yeah. to look up if there, I'm sure someone's done, you know, a whole side by side comparison, right? Sure. Of are these books truly just repeats? Where, where are their discrepancies? I did just remember we had that tale of intrigue where the queen, the evil queen, killed everybody. Yeah. But then someone saved the little baby king and hid him in yeah. the temple. And then yes. little Joash. Little Joash. Little Joash, seven yes. years old, was hidden or hidden away at five years old and hidden for two years, I think. And then became king mm-hmm. at seven. At seven. Yeah. But then didn't he grow up to be a bad boy eventually? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he, yeah. he... Cool origin story, like, but he fell from grace. Yeah. He was too susceptible to the influence of the people around him because he was a young little boy. And so they kind of convinced him to do bad things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. But then his son, Amaziah, became the next... the next dude. And that's who we're going to read about today. Great. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. Let's do it. Well, before that... I saw a beautiful martini in your hand, Jace, and Dedeker, I didn't see what you had. But yeah. Yeah, I have, have a got? beautiful martini. That's it. It's just a dirty martini. Very Nothing dirty. Too fancy Three about olives. It, but, wow. Oh, yes. Yeah. If I could just sort of make it half olive juice and half gin, that'd probably be good for me. There you go. But uh, here we are. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board. I could drink straight olive juice. Olive juice is great. Um, I made an attempt at something slightly fancier than I'd go for. So Jace really convinced me to use raspberry rose kombucha as a mixer. Ooh. So I just mixed that up with a little bit of dark rum and tossed a strawberry in it. And um, I, it's what pretty does good. it look like? Yeah? It's, no, it's not the prettiest, but it's it just kind of looks fun. like brown. It's kind of just fun. a brown drink with a raspberry yeah. floating in it. So my apologies to listeners. That probably sounds horrible. It's tangy. It's nice. It's rummy. I'm into it. There's a lot of brown drinks. I'm actually having a rum drink as well. And this, yeah, I should have double strained this. For all of you out there, like double strain it next time. But yeah, this is a blackberry <laughs> mojito. So I had blackberries, limes, and then also mint. And then, you know, the usual, I had some sparkling water on hand. So it was perfect. It was like, I'm going to make a mojito. But gosh, blackberries are just so dark. It basically just looks Looks great, though. Yeah, it's very tasty. Very refreshing. Mm. Nice. Well, are we ready to get on into this party? Yeah, so ready. The countdown of this particular party into the next party. All right, we are continuing on now with the son of Joash, King Amaziah, in 2 Chronicles, chapters 25 through 28, and then some wisdom from the book of Proverbs, chapter 16. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, we're going to get started with 2 Chronicles, chapter 25. Amaziah, 
was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. It's and a pretty good mo- run. That's a good run. It's a good run. Yeah. And his mother's name was Jehoadon of Jerusalem. Hmm. He did that which was right in the eyes of Yahweh, but not with a perfect heart. Mm. Now it happened when the kingdom was established to him that he killed his servants who had killed the king, his father. But he didn't put their children to death, but did according to that which is written in the law of, in the book of Moses, as Yahweh commanded saying, the fathers shall not die for the children, neither shall the children die for the fathers, but every man shall die for his own sin. Right, that newly progressive policy in Moses' time the of like, hey, of the fa- yeah, let's not the kill fathers. everyone for what their right. dad did, shall Wouldn't we? That'd be cool, yeah. Moreover, well then, Amaziah gathered Judah together and ordered them according to their father's houses under captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, even all Judah and Benjamin, and he numbered them from 20 years old and upward and found them 300,000 chosen men able to go to, forth to war who could handle spear and shield. He hired also 100,000 mighty men of valor out of Israel for 100 talents of silver. That feels like a real bargain. But... Yeah, seriously, 100 for 100,000 men? For 100,000 mighty men of valor? Goodness. But there came a man of God to him saying, O king, don't let the army of Israel go with you. For Yahweh is not with Israel, to Mm. wit, with all the children of Ephraim. But if you will go... Do valiantly, be strong for the battle. God will cast you down before the enemy, for God has power to help and to cast down. Amaziah said to the man of God, but what shall we do for the hundred talents which I have given to the army of Israel? It's like almost nothing. I know. For all those boys? The man of God answered, Yahweh is able to give you much more than this. Hmm. Then Amaziah separated them, to wit, the army that had come to him out of Ephraim to go home again. Therefore, their anger was greatly kindled against Judah and they returned home in fierce anger. Mm. Oh, it's no. fair. Made us come all the way out here. Yeah, this is <laughs> <For> nothing. BS. <laughs> Amaziah took courage and led forth his people and went to the Valley of Salt and struck of the children of Seir 10,000. Other 10,000 did the children of Judah carry away alive and... Mm, brought them okay. to the top of the rock. <laughs> 10,000 and other 10,000. Okay, they took the other 10,000 and brought them to the top of the rock and cast mm. them down from the top of the rock <gasps> so oh. that they all were broken in pieces. Oh my oh, that's gosh. That's so cool. So, so they cool. killed half of them and then took the other half and threw them off Just the cliff. Just a toy with them, that's... like a cat with a fly. Wow. That's, that's horrifying. Up. But Jeez. the men of the army whom Amaziah sent back that they should not go with him to battle fell on the cities of Judah from Samaria even to Beth Horon and struck of them 3,000 and took much spoil. I see. So they kind of double-crossed them. Yeah. Interesting. Jeez. Okay. Now... Because so, they were mad that they didn't get to loot the towns. Uh, and so they looted so they're like, his we'll own loot towns. your towns. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now it happened. After that, Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites that he brought the gods of the children of Seir and set them up to be his gods, uh uh-oh, and bowed down himself before them and burned incense to them. Therefore, the anger of Yahweh was kindled against Amaziah, and he sent to him a prophet who said to him, why have you sought after the gods of the people which have not delivered their own people out of your hand? That is kind of silly. Like, why would you adopt their gods if you yeah. just like, beat them? So is it because he's just worried that God isn't going to help him out? And so he's like, I guess I'll like just kind of in secret, even though God clearly sees everything, I'm just going to in secret do this other thing that is like the one thing that God says not to do. Why do they do that? Why? Is- there Every is a time. funny irony here, though, that so later in the future, after they get captured by, you know, Babylon, when they get freed, it's because those lands are conquered by a king who decides to let people practice their own religions. Ironically, oh. someone doing the exact same thing is what frees them in another 200 years or whatever. Are you talking about Jesus? 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 What? Is that Jesus? Jesus? <laughs> 
Let no. my people go? Wait, what? no, that was Moses. No. What are you talking about? That was about? Moses. No, what was his name? Uh, the, I don't know. The great. Something the Great. Cyrus, Cyrus the Great. Mm. Yes. Yes. That his whole deal was that he would conquer the lands, but then allow people to still practice their own religions rather than trying to make them all conform to his culture that conquered them. Was God chill with that? Well, yeah, God loved it because that's how his people got, got to still worship him. To go to worship um. him. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I'm just saying it's a little bit of a double standard, right? Where it's like, oh, why would you do that? Oh, why surprise, would you worship surprise. gods of the people you conquered? That's stupid. Unless it was the other way around, then it's cool. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Jace, I just noticed you put up a nameplate for the lady. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. It's just cute. so people know who she is if they're here in the live. Make sure. In the live. Make video. sure that she's included. I like how people might be like, who's that lady? And you're like, she's the lady. <laughs> the lady. Okay. <laughs> That's her name. Her biblical name, as it were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get back into this with verse 16. Okay. It happened as he talked with him that the king said to him, Have we made you of the king's council? Stop. <laughs> Whoa. Why should you be struck down? Now, hang on. And the prophet stopped. <laughs> sorry, I got <laughs> He's like, geez, sorry. <laughs> I got to hit you with uh, the message Bible here. So Eugene says, um, Amaziah interrupted him. Did I ask for your opinion? Shut up or get thrown out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or thrown <laughs> off a cliff. down from some rocks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not okay. Okay. Uh, then the prophet stopped and said, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. Mm. And he huffed out. Yeah. Then Amaziah, king of Judah, took advice and sent to Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel. Okay. Saying, come, let us look one another in the face. Oh, I see the other, the other king, <laughs> nice. right? The rival king. Okay. The other king. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Joash, king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, the thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, give your daughter to my son as wife. And there passed by a wild animal that was in Lebanon and trod down the thistle. What is happening? He's getting real poetic oh, okay. with his response. Jeez. okay. You say, behold, you have struck Edom and your heart lifts you up to boast. Abide now at home. Why should you meddle to your hurt that you should fall? Even you and Judah with you? Okay, so I think this is a diss. I think the king of yeah, Israel is dissing sure. him. No saying you're question. getting too big for your britches. Yeah. What does Got it say it. in the message? Because I always love whenever there's a spicy section. Yeah. yeah. See what Eugene, what does Eugene with that. says exactly. <laughs> okay, so so let's set set the scene here, right? So... Amaziah sent to Jehoash saying like, hey, let's meet up. Let's let's hang out sometime. And, you up? Yeah, right. You sent him a text. <laughs> and Jehoash <laughs> responds to Amaziah, king of Judah, quote, one day, a thistle in Lebanon sent word to a cedar in Lebanon, give your daughter to my son in marriage. But then a wild animal of Lebanon passed by and stepped on the thistle, crushing it. Just because you've defeated Edom in battle, you now think you're a big shot? Yikes. Go ahead and be proud, but stay home. Why press your luck? Mm. You bring defeat Boy. on yourself and Judah. Boy. So, yeah. Yes. Back. yeah. But Amaziah would not hear, for it was of God that he might deliver them into the hand of their enemies because they sought after the gods of Edom. Mm. So, Joash, king of Israel, went up, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, looked one another in the face at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. Beth Shemesh. Judah was put to the worst before Israel, and they fled every man to his tent. Oh, so when he's asking, hey, let's look at each other in the face, is it less of a, hey, let's hang out and be pals and more of a like, now I'm going to challenge you? Oh, maybe, yeah. That's what it was about. And that's why he was like, you don't want to press your luck. Trust me, dude. A face-to-face mm-hmm. challenge. Yes. Or was it like, oh, you won't hang out with me? I will conquer you and then you can't help but hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be my friend. Exactly. Jeez. Goodness. Joash, king of Israel, took Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, at Beth Shemesh and brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, 400 cubits. Okay, so he captured the king and smashed down his walls. Yes. Mean. He took all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of God with Obed-Edom and the treasures of the king's house 
the hostages also and returned to Samaria. Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived after the death of Joash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, 15 years. Now, the rest of the acts of Amaziah, first and last, behold, aren't they written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? Now, uh, that's my question. Were they? I'm assuming maybe. <laughs> they were just now. Now, from the time that Amaziah did turn away from following Yahweh, they made a conspiracy. Uh, what? A conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> 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 he made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him to Lachish and killed him there. Yeah. They brought him on horses and buried him with his fathers in the city of Judah. That was the end of Amaziah. So people are debating in the chat whether Amaziah should be Nick Cage or John Travolta via face-off. I don't know. I feel like Nick Cage is having a resurgence right now. Is he available? So I had a Nick Cage-themed birthday party for my 25th Mm -hmm. birthday party. Mm -hmm. And Paul was there, actually. I don't know if you remember Paul here in the chat. Um, Was that like right before we met you? I think it was right Yeah, I think that was right before. Otherwise, Mm. you definitely would have been invited to my Nick Cage-themed birthday party. But yeah, I didn't know you yet. (laughs) No, like Dedeker, that was like right before. (laughs) It was right before we all met each other. Yeah. But yeah, I had a Nick Cage-themed birthday party. I had a cake with Nick Cage on it. Everyone showed up dressed in their favorite Nick Cage character (sighs) costume. It was fantastic. Why don't we have birthday parties like this anymore? That's (laughs) awesome. I hate, you're saying that Nick Cage is having a resurgence. We can make it happen again. Okay, I make it happen again. Dedeker's birthday, the revival of Nick Cage. (laughs) The whole point, Paul did suggest Willem Dafoe for the next one. That would also be a good one. Anyway, the whole point of this story was like, that was the first and last and only time I ever watched Face Off. And I think I was very drunk at that point in the party. Mm -hmm. So do not remember anything about that film. So you're saying we need to have a Face Off party. (laughs) Yeah, I think it should be one of your like film festivals that you guys do. Right. Well, so, okay. For sure. Just so real quick, as far as casting goes, I love the idea of Amaziah being Nick Cage. I know it's kind of a small part, but he gets to be in both our King series and our Chronicles series, which is cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, we can't cast Travolta because John Travolta is already cast as any kind of Michael. Anytime there's a oh, Michael, right. yeah. that's Michael. <laughs> I forgot about that because I think it would be funny because they play the same character but in different faces. If in Chronicles it was one of them and then in Kings it was the other. Was the, that would be pretty good. Oh, that, be pretty that's good. fun too. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. Any kind of Michael is okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, is it my turn? Yep. Yes. Here we go. 26. All the people of Judah took Uziah, who was 16 years old and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah, he built a loaf and restored it to Judah. Sorry, he built he built what? A loaf? A loaf? A loaf? A loaf. E L O. He built O E L Eloth. 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 Interesting. Other translations say Eloth like with an A instead of an O. Oh, that would make more sense. Well, but then some say O. King James is O, but then... Olaf? Olaf. Yes, Olaf the talking snowman. He built him and brought him to Judah. (laughs) And restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. Oh, that was it? That was it? Wait. Oh. 16 years old. 16 years old. Dead. Was Uziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jekyllah of Jerusalem? Jekyllia, what is that? I don't know. Jekyllia. Jekyllia. He did that which was right in the eyes of Yahweh, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. Except for Amaziah wasn't totally good, but whatever. Mm -hmm. He set himself to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who had, oh, Zechariah, yeah, who had understanding in the vision of God. And as long as he sought Yahweh, God made him to prosper. He went forth and warred against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabna and the wall of Ashdod. And he oh, built he's just cities. Knocking down walls. Just walls. That was what he was known for. <laughs> yeah. And what is it? Uh, who's that guy? Gorbachev? Hey, oh, Mr. Gorbachev. Okay, oh, sure. Tear yeah. down that tear wall. Tear down this wall. Um, so do you think that he had some, some kind of special technique or do you think he just like really invested in anti-wall defenses? Okay. Wall battering ram technology. He used a crane. Yeah, battering rams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Mm. I don't know. 
Maybe he invented the wrecking ball. Mm. Oh, oh, maybe Miley Cyrus should play him. <laughs> okay, I like that. That's that is fun. The wall breaker. <laughs> and he built cities in the ca- country of Ashdod and among the Philistines. God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians who lived in Gerbaal and the Menum. Menum. Uh, yep. The Ammonites <laughs> gave tribute to Uziah, and his name spread abroad, even to the entrance of Egypt. And he grew exceedingly strong. Mm. Moreover, Uziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, and at the valley gate, and at the turning of the wall, and fortified them. He's basically playing a tower defense game. Oh, cool. He was got just it. like, okay, I've got all these walls, I'm going to build my towers along at the corners. Got it. Oh, fun, fun. Yeah. He built towers in the wilderness and hewed out of many cisterns, for he had much cattle in the lowland also. Hold on. I did not, I did not he had much cattle. connect those two phrases to each other. Mm-hmm. He like he had to build a lot of cisterns because he had so many cattle, or he had so much cattle that he was able to harness them, harness their power to create so many cisterns. That's where my mind went. Oh. Yeah, that he had like horsepower, but instead of horsepower, it was cattle power. It would make sense both ways, though, because cattle got cattle to drink water. We all know. Yeah. yeah. Eat grass, go fast. Yeah. That's yes. a horse. <laughs> you need to have enough cattle to help build the cistern so you can have more cattle. Sort of a self-perpetuating cycle, I think. Sort of a self-perpetuating cattle situation. Got it. Mm-hmm. In the lowland also, in, in the plain, and he had farmers and vineyard keepers in the mountains and in the fruitful fields, for he loved farming. Did he, did he though? I don't know. Did he personally love farming? That's like, <laughs> do you I, think? so the, I just watched Interstellar again. Have you all watched uh-huh. that recently? It's great. Not recently. Not recently, no. I mean, I have it's seen it. It's actually so. a fantastic movie. But yeah, uh, Matthew McConaughey is a farmer before he goes up in space and right. he like doesn't like it at all. So maybe Matthew McConaughey should play this guy. Or is this, he's, <laughs> you know, he's like the rich boy who's never really gotten to work a day in his life. He doesn't really know the power of his hands and he longs for that. That's kind of the typical mm-hmm. like city dweller sure. romanticizing the farmer's life. Maybe he just kind of yeah. goes out on the weekends and yeah. picks a couple of grapes and is like, oh, wow, I'm farming. I love farming. Yeah, okay. Oh, that wow, makes sense. I want to step on these grapes. <laughs> Moreover, Uzia had an army of fighting men who went out to war by bands. According to the number of their reckoning made by Jael, the scribe, and Messiah, Maasiah, the officer under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The whole number of the heads of fathers' houses, even the mighty men of valor, was 2,600. Under their hand was an army, 300,000 and 7,500, who made war with mighty power. Okay, 300,000 and 7,000 and 500. And 7,000 and 500. <laughs> Got it. Who made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Utsia prepared for them, even for all the hosts, Shields and spears and helmets and coats of mail and bows and stones for slinging. <laughs> he made in Jerusalem. Whose job, who's, uh, yeah. whose job is it to collect the stones for slinging, do you think? Do you think each individual slingman has to go out and find slinging stones? Or they, do they have, they have a stone boy? Mm. Do they have a rock boy who goes and gathers the stones for slinging? I would think you'd have a rock boy. Is a slinging stone... Is it like like a flatter stone, like a pancake stone? I would think kind of like a skipping stone, right? Because you you want it, or does it matter if you're not trying to skip it except across your enemy's foreheads? Like, yeah. does it matter what shape it is? Yeah, I don't know. If you're trying to do some sick combos where you bounce it off someone's forehead into mm. somebody else's oh, forehead, cool. maybe then. Cool. Sick combos, Denigar. Wow. <laughs> what if, what if yeah. that's how you become a slingman is you have to apprentice and you're a sling boy first where you just uh, pick up the rocks for the... <laughs> For like your, you know, sling boy. You're a sling boy. You're a sling boy. Got it. Yeah, and oh that's how God. you learn to cultivate the sense for like what the best rocks are. Got it. So that then eventually you can become a slingman yourself. Slingman. I'm sure there's some hipster living in Portland who's keeping the art of for sure slinging for sure alive yeah. and slingmanery alive. He would know. He probably has a YouTube channel or maybe a TikTok. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we should look that up and invite him on the show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he made in Jerusalem engines invented by skillful men. Engines? To be on the towers and on the battlements 
with which to shoot arrows and great stones. This sounds like I a siege tower. Think... Yeah, John Dolph was mentioning that earlier in the chat. Okay. About anti-wall technology at this time. Right, right. I'm calling BS on the word engine and the fa- and the like way that we think of that now. Oh, sure. I don't think it's exactly the same thing, but I don't know what they mean by it exactly. Yeah. I think but but we called those siege engines. At least we do in Did we? Well, you know, in games like Age of Empires where you have siege engines. Yeah, in video games we call them siege engines. Okay. Does, well, fine. does the message say anything different? Uh oh gosh. Yeah, Does what a Eugene question. play Age of Empire? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Let's the find question. out. We're about to find out. Let's see here. He also installed the latest in military technology on the towers and corners of Jerusalem. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't, doesn't he didn't say anything know. about engines specifically. That's only okay. in the King James version. Okay. Got it. His name was spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped until he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up so that he did corruptly. Oh, every and time. And he trespassed. Uh. I know. They can't handle it. He trespassed against Yahweh as God, for he went into the temple of Yahweh to burn incense on the altar of incense in the temple of Yahweh? Wait. What is wrong with these people? But isn't Wait. he allowed? Oh, I don't know. To, it's not a temple to a different god. It's like he himself, it's like the priests need to be able to do that. Oh, right. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's a priest thing after. What? What, just? Okay, yeah, read the priest thing. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out why, why this was bad. Azariah the priest went in after him and with him, 80 priests of Yahweh? That's a lot of men in one single room. Okay. <laughs> Who were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said to him, it pertains not to you, Uzziah, to burn incense to Yahweh, Mm. but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, who were consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. Neither shall it be for your honor from Yahweh God. Uh Yeah, the king was like feeling like, oh, I'm so special. He was feeling incensey. God favors Mm -hmm. me so much. I can do what the priests can do. He was like... I, like, I need smell. to smudge away these bad vibes after battle. Come on. Yeah, I want to smell that stuff. <laughs> Yum. Uh, then Uzziah was angry, and he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priests, what? The leprosy broke forth in his forehead before the priests in the house of Yahweh beside the altar of incense. Uh, wow. Okay, let me read from the message here. What? That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Does it? Well, hey, you know what? We saw what the Ark of the Covenant can do at other times. Why not? Right? What? You think the Ark did this? For sure. I think it just happened. I think it's the Ark. For sure. Okay, look. So, so, so. He didn't have the manatee skins protecting him. Exactly. Yeah. So, Azariah goes in, starts to burn incense. Or, I'm sorry, not Azariah. Uzziah. Uzziah goes in to burn incense, and then Azariah the priest, backed up by 80 more priests, try to stop him. And they say, this is from the message, you must not, you cannot do this, Uzziah. <laughs> Only the Aaronite priests, especially consecrated for the work, are permitted to burn incense. Get out of God's temple. You are unfaithful and a disgrace. But Uzziah, censor in hand, was already in the middle of doing it and angrily rebuffed the priests. He lost his temper, angry words were exchanged, and then, even as they quarreled, a skin disease appeared on his forehead. As soon as they saw it, the chief priest Azariah and the other priests got him out of there as fast as they could. Yeah, that's that's the next part. Okay, I can give some props to Eugene because as we've determined before, a lot of skin diseases were just labeled as leprosy. Right, we did learn that. When it may have not actually been leprosy, and maybe that gives some credence to people suddenly miraculously being healed of their leprosy, a disease which famously doesn't really have a, at least definitely not in this day and age, doesn't have a cure. Same thing with like a lot of things being called tuberculosis back in the day or consumption. It could have been a lot of upper respiratory things, and hence why you hear about people being like, oh, we moved to a drier climate, and then little... Little Marie's tuberculosis cleared right up when Little Beth you know, March was like yeah. good, except for she yeah. didn't. She just stayed in Massachusetts. Whatever you could have gotten to Tucson and you would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, 
Um, so, I'm okay, sorry. So, so again, to bring it full circle, props to Eugene for just calling it a skin disease instead of leprosy. But I think minus points to Eugene because he's not calling it what we all know it actually was, which was some kind of like radiation that was melting off his skin because he was in there without a suit. Sure, yes. He was He was starting to have a Nazi yeah. melting face syndrome. But John Duff is thinking that we have already taken the the ark away by this point. Oh, like the ark is gone. Oh, you're yes. right. We built a house. And that's house. what I thought too. That's what I thought too. So I don't Hold think on. that... We- Solomon built the house because David wanted to build a house for it and then Solomon built it. Is that not where this is happening though? I don't know. I don't know. I would have thought this would be in there. I mean, I don't know when it left. It's gone now. Somehow it got into the hands of the Nazis. And I don't remember when or how. Well, yeah, but this is pre-Nazis. I know, Jace. <laughs> this is still pre-Nazis. <laughs> Proto-Nazis, Jace. Proto-Nazis. There you go. I mean... <laughs> okay, sure. I don't know what happened, but I thought that it was gone. I, I Well, yeah, somebody thinks that it's still radi- radioactive, so I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. It could still be soups radioactive in there and this guy Mm -hmm. just happened to get the full blast of it Mm -hmm. and started breaking out. Yeah. Been there, man. Been there. Okay. (laughs) Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked on him and behold, he was leprous in his forehead and they thrust him out quickly from there. Yes, himself hurried also to go out because... Yahweh had struck him. Yeah, it's Yahweh. It's not the freaking Ark. It's just <laughs> Yahweh being like, nope. But that's where... <sighs> the king. What? What? No, that's, that is Yahweh. The Ark is Yahweh. That's where he uses his, oh, his, well, <sighs> his radiation weapons from. Okay. What are you chewing on? On the olives from my martini. They're delicious. Oh, oh you get yum. snacks with your drink. Oh, I'm yeah. jealous. Jealous. <laughs> I, actually, I get a little bit of like... Yeah, crumpled uh, blackberries and mints that I can like well, an a strawberry. Okay, well, at least you get something. Utsia the king was a leper to the day of his death and lived in a separate house, being a leper. Mm. For he was cut off from the house of Yahweh, I guess because he wasn't clean. Yeah. It's like an uncleanliness yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. And Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Utsia, first and last, did Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, write. Huh. Okay, yeah. I guess. So Utsia slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of burial, which belonged to the kings. For they said he is a leper, and Jotham, his son, reigned in his place. Wow! Boy, oh boy! Wow! The end. <sighs> okay. What a tale! Yeah. What a tale indeed. Let's take a quick break to talk about some ways you can support this show. If you love this content, if you're not one of those people who write bad iTunes reviews, uh, worried about where we're going to end up because of this show, or maybe maybe you're one of those hopeful people who's like, you know what? If I leave a good review, maybe they'll all Mm -hmm. end up in the good place. In -hmm. any case, we would love your support for this show. (laughs) The best thing you can do is to tell your friends about it. Bring your friends along. Come check out the live shows. If you go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live, you can uh, learn about where we do our live shows. We do them every Thursday. It's a ton of fun. We love having you all here. And if you want to support the show on Patreon, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. And as a thank you, we have early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, Emily's drink recipes, and of course, our undying affection because... Uh, You know, podcasts don't make themselves, and your support goes a long way to help us do things like pay our editor and pay our hosting fees, so we really appreciate it. And we're back. Hey, you know, I'm I'm pleased to see that we have a 4.7 star rating on iTunes, even with those Hmm. reviews that are concerned for us. So that's that's not bad. What are they concerned about, exactly? Oh, boy. Let's see. Be thrust into the fiery pits of hell by Yahweh, something like that. I mean, this one says, these guys make the Bible interesting. I think that's that's a good one. Good, good but frustrating. I'd agree. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Can't get enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. One person just says, I prefer Spotify over iTunes. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> really helpful Why review. Why are you leaving an iTunes review? <laughs> good, 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 good. Whatever. Okay. Uh, I'm going to continue reading because I have a really short chapter to read to you all. Here we go. 27. Jotham was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. 
Can I just say, like, I'm shocked and and pleasantly surprised that we're just even naming women at this point. We've been doing a lot of that. It's good. A lot of naming the moms. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's great. I love it. Yeah. He did that which was right in the eyes of Yahweh, according to all that his father Uzziah had done. However, he didn't enter into the temple of Yahweh. <laughs> what? What does that mean? What do you mean? He just, he didn't, he didn't do good. He didn't, he didn't enter? Well, it says that he did good, but then he didn't enter into the temple of Yahweh. Oh, yeah, because the king shouldn't do that. That's just the priests who do that. Mm. Saying he was a good boy who didn't go in. Oh, okay, so that's good. Yeah. It's just a weird, it's weird to say, like, however he didn't. Yeah, okay, the however is weird. Whatever. But I feel like we've learned yeah. about the World English Bible that it uses, is there a word for those kinds of things? Like, it uses words like even and however, and those kind of, like, conjunction-type mm-hmm, words. Mm-hmm. It uses them in a really weird way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Did. The people did yet corruptly. He built the upper gate of the house of Yahweh, and on the wall of Ophel, he built much. Beautifully written stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> Moreover, he built cities in the hill country of Judah, and in the forests he built castles and towers. He fought also with the king of the children of Ammon and prevailed against them. The children of Ammon gave him the same year 100 talents of silver and 10,000 measures of wheat and 10,000 of barley. So much did the children of Ammon render to him in the second year also and in the third. So Jotham became mighty. Because he ordered his ways before Yahweh is God. Now, the rest of the acts of Jotham and all his wars and his ways, behold, they are written in the books, book of the king of Israel and Judah. He was five and 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. Jotham slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David, and Ahaz, his son, reigned in his place. Cool. Wow. Gosh, what a Great. what a short, cool. sweet. Sweet baby boy yeah. of a chapter. It was, it, not much happened. Like, really, not, not very much. All right, here okay. we go. Second Chronicles 28. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. Not so long. Hmm. He didn't do that what was, which was right in the eyes of Yahweh, like David, his father. Of course. We've jumped way back to David as the comparison. Everyone's going to fail there. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But... He walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and made also molten images for the Baals. Dang. Oh, he's going down. Yeah, not going to go good for this guy. Gosh. Moreover, he burnt incense in the valley of the son of Hinnom and burnt his children in the fire, according to the abominations of the nations whom Yahweh cast out before the children of Israel. Lord. I'm pretty sure Abominations of the Nations has come up before, and I think we should drink to it for both being awesome and also repetition. Okay. It has. Okay. So he burnt burnt his children, which, uh, again, we've had some debates about whether this is burning up the children, as the Hebrews often kind of claim. Or like sick burn? Or if he's just insulting them really bad. Yeah, exactly. Sick burns. <laughs> Got it. Or, well, I think when we researched it for a bonus episode, there's also a theory this could have just been a symbolic ritual as well, where you're not literally tossing a baby into a fire. Are you not? But it could be some kind of Tony Robbins right, style yeah. walking across some hot coals yeah. and now you're a man. Uh, so how do you do that with a baby, Dedeker? <laughs> well, it says children. We don't know how old they were. Well... <sighs> Just children. We, yeah, we don't know. It might have been babies. like, look, you're 12 now. You got to run across this, this, you know, bed of coals or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. He sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. We all know Yahweh hates that. Therefore, <laughs> Yahweh, his God, delivered him into the hand of Syria, and they struck him and carried away of his a great multitude of captives and brought them to Damascus. He was also delivered into the hand of the king of Israel, who struck him with a great slaughter. For Pekah, the son of Ramalia, Pekah, <laughs> Pekah uh, the son of Ramalia, killed in Judah 120,000 in one day. 
all of them valiant men because they had forsaken Yahweh, the God of their fathers. Zikri, a mighty man of Ephraim, killed Maaseah, the king's son, and Azrikam, the ruler of the house, and Elkanah, who was next to the king, killed him too. Okay, sorry, I got that got away from me. <laughs> so many dead people. We got right. It. Okay, so Zikri, son of Gloin, a mighty man of Ephraim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you said that. Just so glad. Uh-huh. Right. Son of Zloin. Zloin. Killed Masaya, the king's Loves. son, and Azrakam, the ruler of the house, and Elkanah, who was next to the king. He just happened to be near him. Oh, dang. Wrong time, <laughs> wrong place, buddy. Yeah. Sir, seriously. The children of Israel carried away captive of their brothers 200,000 women, sons, and daughters and took also away much spoil from them and brought the spoil to Samaria. But... They just love, like, pillaging. They, yeah, you know? they do love pillaging, yeah. Really, mm-hmm. so much. It's sort of a pastime of this era, I think. Mm-hmm. But a prophet of Yahweh was there, mm-hmm. whose name was Oded. And <laughs> Oded. Oded. And he went out to meet the host that came to Samaria and said to them, Behold! Because Yahweh, the God of your fathers, was angry with Judah, he has delivered them into your hand, and you have slain them in a rage which has reached up to heaven. Now, you purpose to keep under the children of Judah and Jerusalem for bondservants and bondsmaids to you. But aren't there even with you trespasses of your own against Yahweh your God? Okay, so it's sort of some some foreshadowing of the, you know, remove the plank in your own eye before the fleck sure. of wood in your neighbors or your brothers. Or Emily doesn't even know that story. That? Sorry, we'll get there. What? It's a GB's. It's a GB's. GB Weebies? Yeah. Excuse you for spoiling. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. But yeah, so you say you're going to capture all them, but aren't you also a little shitty? Now hear me, therefore, and send back the captives that you've taken captive of your brothers. For the fierce wrath of Yahweh is on you. Then, certain of the heads of the children of Ephraim, Azariah, the son of Johanan, Berechiah, the son of Meshillamoth, and Jehizkiah, the son of Shalom, and Amasa, the son of Hadlai, stood up against those who came from the war and said to them, You you shall, shall not bring in the captives here, for you purpose that which will bring on us a trespass against Yahweh, and add to our sins and to our trespass. For our trespass is great, and there is fierce wrath against Israel. So the armed men left the captives and the spoil before the princes and all the assembly. The men who have been mentioned by name rose up. That's actually very okay, nice. Now, they didn't name them again. So progressive. <laughs> yeah. It is so wow. progressive that they we didn't have to go through this entire list again. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like this book so far has been progressive in various ways, like the naming of the women. Yeah. And being like, we named them. You don't need to hear them again. <laughs> you got it. Those ones. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah. Enjoy that because that's all you get. Yeah. Little do they know we don't got it, but thank you for trying. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, so those men who had been named rose up and took the captives and with the spoil clothed all who were naked among them and arrayed them and shod them and gave them to eat and to drink and anointed them and carried all the feeble of them on donkeys and brought them to Jericho, the city of palm trees, to their brothers. (laughs) The city of palm trees. Wait, okay, so they were, okay, carry them on donkeys. Brought them to Jericho. Yeah. City of palm trees. So I feel like Jericho's gone through a rebrand in the past yeah. few centuries. Oh, like it's it's like it's like a destination now. It's like LA, like <laughs> a little resort town. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was thinking like a Palm Springs style. Oh, I see. I just, you know, like they brought because none of the palm trees here are indigenous to Los Angeles. They all were brought. Yeah. So it's right. like a similar type of thing, perhaps. Yeah. I mean which I love. Love it. To be fair, they are in a part of the world where palm trees are actually native. So I guess yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's easier true. for them. Sure. Uh, okay. Then they returned to Samaria. So they like went, dropped off all these captives in a resort town with clothes and shoes, and then they left. At that time, did King Ahaz send to the kings of Assyria to help him? 
For again, the Edomites had come and struck Judah and carried away captives. The Philistines also had invaded the cities of the lowland and of the south of Judah and had taken Beth Shemesh and Ijalon and Gedaroth and Soko with the towns of it and Timnah with the towns of it and Gizmo also and the towns. There was not Gizmo, Gizmo? It's Gimzo, but oh, Gimzo. It may as well. It's just yet another Muppet name. I love Gizmo. <laughs> uh, Gimzo. Any kind of Gizmo. Any kind of Gizmo, also a Gimzo. Also, and the towns of it, and they lived there. So, okay, yeah, the Philistines had invaded all those places and now they were living there. Cool, in Gimzo. Got it, okay. For Yahweh brought Judah low because of Ahaz, king of Israel. For he had dealt wantonly in Judah and trespassed severely against Yahweh. Tilgath Pilsner, no, Pilnesser, Tilgath Pilnesser, king of Assyria. This is as bad as I am. I mean, maybe not as bad, maybe not as bad, but yeah. And distressed him, but didn't strengthen him. Oh, so he like called out to Assyria. He's like, we're getting beat up real bad. Come help us. And Assyria's like, oh, you're getting beat up real bad, huh? That's cool. We'll come do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah. For Ahaz took away a portion out of the house of Yahweh and out of the house of the king of the princes and gave it to the king of Assyria, but it didn't help him. So he even tried to like pay ransom to them and it didn't work out. Yikes. In the time of his distress, he did trespass yet more against Yahweh. This same king Ahaz. The same one, trespassed again. For he sacrificed to the gods of Damascus, which struck him. And he said, because the gods of the king of Syria helped them, therefore will I sacrifice to them that they may help me. I don't know if that logic checks out. I mean, I get if you're desperate, if you're totally desperate. Dedeker was a logic tutor. So she would know. I was a logic tutor. I know everything. I'm the most logical person you've ever met. (laughs) I would know. Yeah, but they were the ruin of him and all of Israel, because it wasn't logical. (laughs) Ahaz gathered together the vessels of the house of God and cut in pieces the vessels of the house of God and shut up the doors to the house of Yahweh and made him altars in every corner of Jerusalem. So why would he do that? I bet Yahweh is like, excuse you, I liked that house. It was given to me by my boy Solomon. When Mm -hmm. I told him, his dad, to not give it to me, but then told his son to give it to me. Uh And I loved that. I mean, he had to put David in his place somehow because David knew that he was the best boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where all the nice stuff was. And so he's like, you know what? This is, I'm not into this anymore. I'm going to take all the nice shit. I'm going to build my own things. I'm going to close up the temple. No one comes in here anymore. Yeah, Yeah, Yahweh's not going to like that. For sure. He made him altars in every corner of Jerusalem. I assume these are bad altars, not cool Yahweh altars. Not cool altars, yeah. In every city of Judah, he made high places to burn incense to other gods and provoked to anger Yahweh, the God of his fathers. Now, the rest of his acts and all his ways, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Ahaz slept with his fathers and they buried him in the city, even in Jerusalem for they didn't bring him into the tombs of the kings of Israel. And Hezekiah, his son, reigned in his place to be continued. I'm sure we'll find out about him next time. (laughs) Yeah, we'll find out all about all the ways he was good or not good. Yep. Rich or not rich, successful in battle or not. Good Lord. Two were good and one were bad. What is it? Uh Ten were bad and two were good. I don't know how I can feel like we got through so much story and yet also at the same time, nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this is why I'm excited for the Jesus Christ Superstar because I feel like that is well known for one and that Mm -hmm. a lot will happen. No, no doubt. Every time. Hmm. And I'll get to sing some songs. We will get a Maybe lot more we, songs. What songs are you going to get to sing? No, nothing. Maybe like, I don't know how to love him, which Mary Magdalene isn't even <laughs> in it, right? She's not even in the Bible, or is she? No, she is. She's, she's in it. Oh, yeah. she, she is? is? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll get there. I thought there was like a gospel of Mary Magdalene or something. and There was, was allegedly maybe a gospel of Mary Magdalene. Her book is not in the Bible, but she, as a character, 
is. Is in the Bible. That's a great song. Also, Andrew Lloyd Webber is underrated. Maybe not. Maybe he's overrated, but... But I don't know. Based on Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, I say he's way overrated. Okay, fine, personally. fine. But I think I think his second <laughs> foray into biblical territory is, quite frankly, a pretty big masterpiece. Like that's a well, great. Speaking of big masterpieces, are you ready for a masterful Proverbs written by masterful King Solomon? Sure. <laughs> Emily, gosh. I'm less excited about that than Jesus Christ. I'm I'm a little sad. We kind of, we were on this kick of every single time we read a chapter of Proverbs, we tried to suss out what's the lesson. And then as Mm -hmm. soon as it got into these Proverbs, where we we stopped talking about women and it was more about these weird couplets that don't make any sense, we kind of gave up because like, how, how could you even get any wisdom out of this. It's funny to me because everyone was like, oh my gosh, Solomon was the best boy ever next, like besides David. So wise. So So wise. wise. So wise. So wise. And then we're reading his wisdom and it's like, (laughs) maybe women should say thank you to their husbands once in a while. (laughs) I don't think like whatever that's what said, but but sure. I don't know. That was it's like equivalent to that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It just just read a thing, Dedeker. Read it. All right. Now I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna change up our form a little bit here. Oh, okay. So we're reading Proverbs 16, and in the past we would, after we've read them, try to come up with the message. And sometimes I would look at uh, you know, this Proverbs reading plan and what these pastors say about it. But I did want to give you preview that will maybe help give us some context to this. And I'm only going to read you this first paragraph here. Okay. Uh, This is from Pastor Wayne Splawn. And he says, I used to watch a television show called The A-Team when I was younger. (laughs) Oh God! Here we go. Uh-huh. How did this? How did that tune go? Yeah, that was the opening tune for A Team. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Dedeker, you should be Mary Magdalene. I'll be Judas. What? what in what? In what? Our Christmas cantata that we put up? Like, yes. In, our in Easter Jesus, play. Jesus will obviously be Jesus, but I'll be Judas, and then Dedeker, <laughs> you get to be Mary Magdalene. It's perfect. Okay. It's perfect. Sure. Okay. Sure. When we do our live stream version of Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. Because true, I don't. Sometimes it was Jace. I don't know how to love him. So yeah. Mm, See boy. exactly. Boy oh boy. <laughs> exactly. Boy oh boy. Okay, okay. So so this guy, he watched the A-Team when he was younger, famously starring Mr. T. Many episodes would end with one of the main characters exclaiming, I love when a plan comes together. I think we all feel the same way about the plans we make. There's something very gratifying about seeing our plans come to fruition. So, okay, with that in mind, some wisdom from the book of Proverbs, chapter 16. The plans of the heart belong to man. Oh. But, oh. oh, but the answer of the tongue is from Yahweh. <laughs> All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but Yahweh weighs the motives. Commit your deeds to Yahweh and your plans shall succeed. Yahweh has made everything for its own end. Yes, even the wicked for the day of evil. <laughs> Everyone who is proud in heart is an abomination to Yahweh. They shall certainly not be unpunished. You can't be proud about anything? What? <laughs> they shall certainly not be not punished. Not punished, yes. <laughs> what? I don't know what. Okay. By mercy and truth, iniquity is atoned for. By the fear of Yahweh, men depart from evil. When a man's ways please Yahweh, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness and great revenues with injustice. A man's heart plans his course, but Yahweh directs his steps. Inspired judgments are on the lips of the king. He shall not betray his mouth. Back to the mouth stuff. I hate this. I forgot about the mouth stuff. (laughs) Honest balances and scales are Yahweh's. Mm. All the weights in the bag are his work. Wow, I really I thought we were starting somewhere and then we just kind of... No, no, no. Just, yeah. Just got it all Mm -hmm. in the bag. It is an abomination for kings to do wrong, for the throne is established by righteousness. Mm. Righteous lips are the delight of kings. Mouth stuff. 
They value one who speaks the truth. The king's wrath is a messenger of death, but a wise man will pacify it. In the light of the king's face is life. His favor Mm. is like a cloud of the spring rain. Wow. How much better it is to get wisdom than gold. Yes, to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. I feel like I see Solomon... (laughs) Having to having to, to, to break it to someone, he's not going to give them a refund. <laughs> oh, so I was thinking it was more like the you know the bellhop brings up his bags and waits for a tip, and he's like, "I'll give uh, you a tip." You're not getting a tip. Wisdom is the greatest money <laughs> of all. You know yeah. that kind of a thing. It's like the guy at work who always writes love in the tip thing, which happens oh, all the shit. time. No. Oh shit. yeah, like they don't give you actual money tips. They write no. Love. They're like love. Or like peace or harmony or something. And I'm like, no. I'm like, listen, <sighs> you'd get better service if you tipped. Okay? No. Show more love if you tipped. Is tipped. this the same person who does this? Oh, or yeah. This is multiple people. Multiple people have done it, but I'm talking about one particular person in my mind's eye <gasps> who oh. drives a Tesla, by the way. Have you considered writing like on his bill, like spit, like an upcharge for the spit in his food <laughs> and see how much he tips <laughs> on that? Add it as a line item, just charge him extra <laughs> yeah. for spit. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to do that, but I have thought because he, he also wants like... No, no, no. Put it organic fair trade spit. Yeah. <laughs> no, he want, he always is like, if you have any shake back there that's extra, can you just like give me a little bit of extra? And I'm like, dude, come pour it on his head. No, yeah. If you tipped, maybe I would, you know, contemplate it. God. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, what a character. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry that happens. It's fine. Um, thank you. We can go spit on that. We can all go spit on that guy for you. Thanks. If you want. Got it. Yeah. We could spill our. We'll get fifteen dollars shakes and we'll spill them on the guy for you. There you go. Yeah. Just for you. That's our love. And then we will write That's him getting an extra shake. He wanted extra shake that he doesn't have to pay for. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Look, according to the chat, I think everyone's going to show up. So you just tell us the day. Everyone's ready. When this guy's going to be here, we'll all get shakes and we'll spill them on this guy. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. (laughs) I'll probably be there. Okay, we'll camp out. We'll camp out on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes to... Oh, oh, this is oh, a famous one. Yeah. This is a famous one. Oh, really? Pride goes before destruction and an arrogant spirit before a fall. Yeah, the whole pride goeth before the fall kind of situation. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hmm It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the plunder with the proud. He who heeds the word finds prosperity. Whoever trusts in Yahweh is blessed. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. Pleasantness of the lips promotes instruction. God bless it with the mouth stuff. Understanding <laughs> is a fountain of life to one who has it, but the punishment of fools is their folly. The heart of the wise instructs his mouth and adds learning to his lips. I Now I cannot unhear it or unnotice it. He's obsessed with mouths. Yes, yes. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. There is a way which seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. Oh, that's what you should say wow. back to that dude. <laughs> wow, goodness. <laughs> the appetite of the laboring man labors for him, for his mouth urges him on. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Gracious. Yeah, yeah. A worthless man devises mischief. His speech is like a scorching fire. A perverse man stirs up strife. A whisperer separates close friends. A man of violence entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. One who winks his eyes to plot perversities. (laughs) One who compresses his lips is bent on evil. What does that mean? So again, with with the evil winking, that's not the first time we've encountered evil winking. One who compresses his lips. So Eugene says- Solomon's like, no, open, open those lips. I like an open mouth. Eugene says a clenched jaw. Clenched, clenched jaw. jaw. It's okay. like pressing the lips because you're like... Her. Yeah. Okay. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is attained nice. by a life of righteousness. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. One who is slow to anger is better than the Almighty. One who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. 
The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from Yahweh. Uh, I'm not going to clap at that. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. I, I'm so sorry to be a bummer. I, Are you though? I thought that I would love Proverbs. I was looking forward to Proverbs. Really? And I dis... I, now I officially dislike the book of Proverbs. Why did you think that you would like it? Again, because of the way that this book was taught to me and curated for me, as opposed to having to actually sit down and read Dedeker, the damn thing. Mm. We're way past that now, okay? <sighs> I know. No, yeah. but I mean, specifically the book of Proverbs, not just the book, like, not just the Bible. Okay, well... That, yeah, they whip out the single pithy one occasionally, and they're like, oh, wow, Proverbs, like, such wisdom, so cool and so quaint, and mm-hmm. it's just too much mouth stuff. yeah. <laughs> I really like what uh, Zibove said in the chat that Proverbs was the Bronze Age Twitter of a billionaire. Mm. <laughs> no, you're right. So thanks, Elon. Right. I mean, Solomon was the billionaire of his time. That's you know? true. Yeah. Uh, well, there it is. And thought that he was just so dang smart. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah exactly. Everyone wants to hear what I have to say about everything. Truth is, he should stick to you know making rockets blow up in the sky. Wow. Quite frankly. Wow. Beautiful. There it is. It's true. Okay. I'm done with this. All right, everyone. Three left. Three. Are we having one next week? Yeah. Yes, we are. But not the week after? Yeah. Next week? Yes. Next week. Next week. See us here on Drug Bible Study, live from Twitch. Thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoyed the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on Discord at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Find us on Twitter, (laughs) speaking of that dude, at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren and Dedeker Winston and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad. He's in a book club. He's got a history, a skimming past. All the pages of ageless confessional. Shh.